again, wasn't that terrific? The choir, the scripture readings, international readings, testimonies. There really is a lot to be thankful for, isn't there? And uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, and I'm grateful to be here with you. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you, in Christ Jesus. In everything. So today is our Thanksgiving celebration. In just four days, our nation will celebrate Thanksgiving. So let me just ask you a question right off the bat. When you hear the word Thanksgiving, or you think about Thanksgiving, what is the first thing that comes into your mind? Some of you are hesitant to answer that question because you think I'm looking for a spiritual answer because you're here in church. And I know, I know it was turkey. I know it was turkey, and I know a quick second right behind that was probably football, right? You can't wait to sit down in that lazy boy chair at your apartment in front of the TV watching football after you have gorged yourself with turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and cranberry and pumpkin pie and that marshmallow stuff that goes on top of the... I know, and I love that stuff. I love that stuff. It's all good. It's all good. But what I would like to do, at least for the next few minutes, is to bring us back to the true meaning, the, the original meaning of Thanksgiving. And it's really simple. It's spelled out right there. Thanks. Giving. Giving thanks. And uh, again, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Have you ever read that passage before? And thought, seriously? Everything? In everything? In everything give thanks. That seems like a pretty high calling. Years ago, uh, I invited a woman by the name of Jean Nolting to come and participate in our Alpha Weekend Away. And Jean Nolting, is a, 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 she was older at the time, but she had an incredible, passionate love for the Lord, and she really knew a lot about the Holy Spirit. And so when she came to our retreats, we knew it was going to be a, a real treat for everyone that came. And when she um, arrived at this particular retreat, she arrived really late, and that was not like her. I remember sitting there at the retreat thinking, oh my gosh, I hope nothing has happened to her. You know, because she's usually very punctual, and, uh, you know, we have this retreat to run. Well, finally, she pulled in to the retreat center, and I went out to see how she was doing, and she could barely get out of the car. Apparently, earlier that morning, she had slipped and fallen down two flights of stairs. And she had really, really bruised herself, uh, and and she was really banged up. And, And when I was asking her, well, how did this happen? And she said, well, you know, James, we're supposed to thank God in everything. And so all the way down, every bump and bruise and every bounce and flip and flop, I was calling out, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, until I hit the landing at the bottom. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, that's just crazy. That's just crazy, Gene. That's That's crazy. Because, I mean, I, 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 I appreciate your faith. I mean, it's, it's incredible. But I'm telling you, I would probably be calling out something else <laughs> until I hit that landing. But see, the thing that I want to point out about this particular passage of Scripture, and this is an important distinction for all of us to make, is that it says, in everything, give thanks. It does not say, for 
everything. You see, there are a lot of things in life that come our way that are really not worth thanking God for. They're painful, they're hard, but in the midst of that, we can still thank God in our circumstances, regardless of what they might be, right? For instance, if you go to the doctor and you find out at the doctor that you have some rare form of cancer, God does not expect you to thank him for the cancer, but he does expect you to thank him in the midst of your experience, in the midst of having cancer, because you know that God is your sustainer. He is your healer. He can do something in the midst of that. He can turn something broken into something beautiful, and he does that all the time. And so we can praise him in the midst of our circumstances. If the stock market crashes and you lose all of your money, everything that you've been saving for, you've been looking forward to retirement, and now you don't know what to do. All your money's gone. You don't have to thank God that the stock market crashed. But you can thank God in the midst of the crash because God is your provider, right? He's your sustainer. It's not the money. He's got you. He's got you covered, okay? So we can thank God in all circumstances, and that's what God is calling us to. He wants us to do that. In fact, the second part of this passage says this. It is God's will that we give thanks, It is God's will. That means this is a divine decree. It's an expectation on God's part that we will praise him in the midst of our circumstances, even if it's hard. Psalm 100 says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy. The Bible makes it clear that we should be thankful, and if we're not, it reveals the condition of our hearts. It reveals the conditions of our hearts. If we cannot praise God in the midst of our circumstances... You see, in Romans 1.21, it says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him, nor did they give him thanks. You see, they were not grateful, and they weren't giving God the glory. Why? Why? Because they wanted to be their sustenance. They wanted to be their source. They wanted to be the source of their own security. And we can easily fall into that, but if we do, we're just, it's just a fall waiting to happen. We need to give it all to God. We need to praise him in the midst of our circumstances. And when it comes down to it, everything that we do, everything that we do depends upon God. Everything. He is the source of all good things. So there is no reason that we shouldn't give thanks in the midst of our circumstances. There's a story in Luke 17 about 10 lepers. Maybe some of you have heard this story. These 10 lepers were isolated from, from society because of this terrible disease that they had that was obviously a death sentence. They couldn't go anywhere near anybody else because it was so highly contagious. They couldn't even go near their own family members. So they're isolated and alone, and they see Jesus coming, and they call out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Heal us, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. And Jesus sees them off in a distance. He knows they can't come near, but he has compassion on them. And what does he do? He says, listen. Go and show yourselves to the priest. Go and show yourself to the priest and you will be healed. And so these ten lepers, they left. They left and they made their way toward the temple. And as they were going to the temple, their flesh became like the flesh of a child. They were completely restored and healed just by being obedient to the word of God. And as the story goes, one of the lepers, one of the ten, stopped what he was doing, turned around, ran back to Jesus, fell at his feet, and he said, thank you. 
thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jesus looked at him and he said, were there not nine others? Did they not, did they not receive healing as well? Where are they? And then he said to the man, go, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Well, I can tell you where the other nine were. I can tell you where they were. They were celebrating their blessing. They were so excited about the blessing that they had received, they forgot about the blesser. They forgot about the provider of the blessing. And we can so easily do that as well, don't we? When things are going great, you know, it's great to have God along, but we're very rarely on our knees praying, God, help us when things are going great. You see, God wants us to enjoy our blessings. He wants us to enjoy our blessings. He's given them, our, he's given us our blessings, but he also wants us to be grateful. He wants us to give credit where credit is due. But how do we do that? How do we do that? We do that in Jesus. That's the last part of this passage. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that in all things God works together for the good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And we know. Do you know you have to know something in order to give thanks in something? Do you realize that? You have to know something. If we're grumbling and complaining and and, and we're upset all the time, and we're always in a bad mood, and we can't bring ourselves to praise God in the midst of our circumstances, that shows something. It shows that we don't know something, or that something has escaped us. We've forgotten something. We are not in tune with the Spirit. And if all things work together for good, all things, that doesn't leave a lot of room for that one thing that we're still stressing about, right? And we have a tendency to do that. Everything's good over here, but there's this thing. You know, I'm still stressing about this thing. You know, I, I just I keep lifting it up. I don't know what I'm going to do. How many of you have been there? And it monopolizes our time and our energy and our passion. And God wants us to know that all things, all things work together for good. You might say, well, I don't see it. I don't see God working in my life. I've been asking him for a long time, and I don't see it. We're not talking about what you can see. We're talking about what you know. And there's a difference. Sometimes we can't see what God is doing, and yet he's doing something behind the scenes. Think about Nicole's story that we heard earlier. She's laying out there on the sidewalk. She didn't know those people were going to come. She didn't know that God had a plan for her to bring her to New York, place her in the Bowery Mission where she could get the care and the support that she needed so that she could be restored and revitalized and energized, that she could make it through rehab. And now that she has a vision for her life, she's going to go out and be the one ministering. Isn't that amazing? God had that plan from the very beginning, but she didn't know that. She didn't know that. We didn't know that. But we know that if Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, that he is in control of all things, and we can count on that. We can lean on that. We can be confident in that. We know something. We know that if something is broken in our life, he's going to fix it because he's capable of doing that. You know, some things in life can be distasteful, right? I mean, things come our way, and we're just like, what is this? Why now? Why me? Why do I have to deal with this? But God turns things like that into things that are beautiful, something good, something delicious. It may not feel like it or taste like it, but in the moment, we 
know. If you know Jesus, you know. So let me ask you this. How many of you love pumpkin pie? Yes. Yes. I mean, we wait for this season every year. Pumpkin everything. You can't even go to Starbucks without getting a pumpkin latte. It's pumpkin, pumpkin. We love pumpkin, but only in this season, right? But pumpkin pie is delicious. I have to say, I love pumpkin pie, and my wife makes a delicious, delicious pumpkin pie. And I look forward to Thanksgiving every year because I know at that table, we are going to have pumpkin pie. And I always leave room for pumpkin pie. I don't know about you, but I leave room for pumpkin pie. But what if my wife said to me, honey, I know you love pumpkin pie, but with all the things going on, I just did not have time to make pumpkin pie for you this year. But all the ingredients are right there on the counter. Why don't you just eat that? I mean, there's some vanilla. There's some nutmeg. There's a stick of butter. I mean, there's some salt, some sugar. Eat up. Help yourself. You know, I'll tell you, I would not be interested. Because if you're like me, you have smelled vanilla before. It smells really good. You smell it and you're like, hmm, this, is, this smells delicious. And then you taste it. And it is not as good as it smells, right? And there's a lot of things about certain ingredients that do not taste as good as they smell. And sometimes they don't even smell good, right? And yet, here's the thing about ingredients. Sometimes ingredients that don't taste good or smell good can be made into something delicious, right? But it takes mixing them, pounding them, beating them into submission, mixing them into something else that is complete, until they're completely indistinguishable from anything else. Then you take it, you put it in a pan, you put it in a really hot oven, and you cook it. And when it comes out, ooh la la, something has changed. Sweet, sassy, molasses, it's a pumpkin pie. Well, I'm telling you that God does the same thing in our lives. There are things going on in our lives right now that you are looking at as an individual piece and you're saying, how could anything good come from this? This is distasteful. It doesn't smell good. There's nothing good that's going to come from this. But you know something. You know something. You know Jesus. And what you know about Jesus, if he was going to cook something, you can bet that he can cook it right. Right? If he's going to bake a pie, it's going to be the most delicious pie that ever was because that's who Jesus is. And so he's cooking something in your life right now. And it is going to be delicious. But you have to recognize that there's a process to baking something delicious. And you can't separate out the single piece that you think doesn't work or doesn't fit with your vision or the mission that God has for you because he's going to work it in in such a way that it will be more delicious than if you did it yourself. And that's why we're here today. We can be here together in this place, and we can thank God in all things, because that is God's desire for our lives, and we can do it in Jesus. Will you pray with me?